guys, welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. Jake, what's going on, man? We're back with another episode. We are back. What's going on? What's going on? So, today we have a special guest. We have Rays prospect Eric Osberg. He's a catcher in the Rays organization. So, Eric, our first question for you is, what made you become a catcher? You know, eighth grade into high school to start catching. And, you know... I had a lot to learn as a catcher. I, mean, I was late to the party catching. And when I got to college, I went to the University of Hartford. I was I was not a good receiver, and I was not a good, um, uh, you know, just I was not good at working with the pitchers. And there was a lot that I had to learn in a quick time frame behind the plate uh, before I got the pro ball. Uh, but my bat was able to keep me in the lineup, and I was able to learn and make those adjustments over time. But I wish I had gotten into it as a kid. I was, you know, I was a third baseman, shortstop as a kid. And going into high school, it just kind of didn't seem like the right profile for me. So I'm happy I made the switch because it, it, it's to let my bat stick out a little bit more uh, at the levels that I've gone. So. so you mentioned before growing up you like the Red Sox. So, like, who are your favorite players then growing up? Yeah, well, I mean, I was not a Red Sox super fan. It just happened to be the team that was on TV. So, obviously, wherever you're from, like, whatever team is local, you're going to see those games the most. And I mean, I watched a lot of David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez growing up, and Nomar Garciaparra, and, uh, you know, like Bill Miller, Doug Ninkiewicz, Orlando Cabrera, and guys like that. Jason Baratek was obviously the catcher for the Red Sox. Got to see him a ton. And Pedro Martinez, I mean, I would argue he's the best I ever saw. And and so I just saw a lot of those games. I was a big Vladimir Guerrero fan growing up. Not the, not the junior, but the, 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 the dad. Vlad Guerrero Sr. Um, I named my I named my goldfish after him. The to follow up on that, like now you mentioned, like are there guys now in the big leagues you kind of look at and you try to model what they're doing, like catchers? Not really. Um, I mean, I try to follow organizational philosophy. So I work with a guy um, who's with the Twins, and he's a very progressive catching thinker. Obviously, catching has changed a ton over the last four years. And it has changed as far as how, you know, guys are setting up, what the goals are, what the values of the skills as far as receiving, blocking, and throwing. Each of those has a weighted value, and we've kind of come to realize that receiving and the ability to steal strikes and manipulate counts has the most value um, in the position. And so the Twins are really good at um, stealing strikes. I think they were the best minor league system in 2019 in stolen strike percentage, or FL Plus is what it's called. And so I, I really try to follow the philosophies and the information, kind of like what is the the math, what are the masses doing, and how is how is the game progressing? Um, each guy in the big leagues is different, and, and obviously they catch those guys enough to where they really can do things any way they want. Um, and there's no particular, I wouldn't say those guys are necessarily the model. Um, they're obviously all really amazing athletes and all that, but um, I like to follow sort of organizational philosophies. Um, the Rays are also really on top of that as well. So for college, what made you choose the University of Hartford? Well, so, um, I mean, I, I originally wanted to go to UConn. That was the first school that ever recruited me, and I was really into that idea. And Hartford was just really persistent with me, and the coaching staff there, Justin Blood, had recruited George Springer, Nick Ahmed, who's a big mentor to me, Matt Barnes, Pete Fassi, a lot of those big names out of UConn, Mike Holt, if you know, some, if you know that guy. Obviously, George Springer is the main one right now. 
Um, Justin Blood had recruited them at UConn, and then he had taken him and his assistant over to Hartford, and he was building up Hartford. And and, and he was just such an honest recruiter. He was really persistent. Um, the school was a good fit for me. And it was a program that I could play at early and I could make mistakes. So, I mean, I my freshman year at Hartford was, was not glorious. I mean, I did okay, but I wasn't, you know, a stud by any means. And I learned a lot that freshman year, and I feel like if I had gone to a bigger program, I might not have gotten another shot to, you know, get back in that next year. And Hartford was really committed to me, and they made it known that they would be committed to my development long-term. So, you know, they had just had a guy, Sean Newcomb, he's with the Braves. He got drafted in the first round out of Hartford when I got there, and there was a lot of attention on the program at that time. And, and he really wanted to build the program from kind of a forgotten New England mid-major to – you know, a, top, a, a bigger program on the East Coast, and he's definitely done a good job of that, and I wanted to be a part of the rise of the program. So, like, when you were coming out of high school, what was the transition like from high school to college at Hartford? Tough transition, man. That's a good question. There's a lot that guys don't know going into college. I mean, you're, you know, every guy can has two to three pitches. You have to really hone your approach. Um I would say that, I mean, my swing mechanics and, like, how I was turning the barrel in high school wasn't going to play long-term in college. I really had to learn how to create depth in my swing, you know, and hit change-ups consistently, hit two-seamers away consistently because you've got guys in college that can locate two-seamers down and away, down and away, down and away. So learning to make that adjustment um, was, was big, right, because, I mean, guys miss their spots in high school all the time, and you can take advantage of that just being better. Um, and being a better athlete. But once you get to college, I mean, your approach and, and your anticipation and learning to work through an at-bat is, is is definitely a difference maker. What was your overall experience at Hartford like? Uh, it was A-plus. I mean, I liked the fact that it was an up-and-coming program, and I it was a smaller school, about 8,000 guys, 8,000 kids. And, you know, school-wise, it wasn't, I mean, I'll be, I mean, anybody who went to Hartford will tell you it's not the most uh, glamorous of school schools, but the baseball program was phenomenal. We had a phenomenal field. And Coach Blood really showed us how to be, like, real men. You know, he, he was tough on us, and we had a demanding schedule. And he was – he just kind of taught me, you know, how to be a high-character worker. Um, something that I noticed at other colleges, the guys that I see – other people that I know at other programs, they just don't have that high standard of, of work mentality and like um, and punctuality and expectation level in like the daily practices. And so I'm thankful for how it was structured there. So coming out of college, you were drafted in the 13th round by the, the Rays in 2017. So what was the moment like getting the call that you're going to play pro ball for the Tampa Bay Rays? It was, a, it was a stressful couple of days. I, I was uh, had a really good junior year, and I was thought I was going to be a day two pick. But, um, you know, I had a, I had the Padres call me early, like six or seven rounds, said they were going to draft me, didn't draft me. And then the Red Sox were bopping around some other teams. And I actually didn't know the Rays were going to pick me, so it was a very um, abrupt but exciting moment when the Rays, when my name came up or was called on the, on the TV. So... I mean, I was with my family, my best friend, a pretty small group. My brother was there. and It almost didn't, you know, I had, I used to collect hats. I was talking about this earlier. I used to collect hats, and I actually had a raised hat in my room from when I was a kid. 
um, in my teen years. So I went and grabbed that hat, put it on, and was like, this is the team that I that I play for now. It was a pretty surreal thing. What was the overall transition from college ball to pros like for you? When you talk, I think the transition from high school to college is a bigger transition. However, you're just talking about an uptake in velocity through all nine innings. Um, in college, you'll run into some guys in the back end of the bullpen who maybe aren't as sharp, but they're still good pitchers, don't get me wrong, but they're maybe not as sharp. And in, in pro ball, you're facing every guy's Friday. You're facing the best Friday guys in the country, even out of the bullpen. So if you're not throwing 94, 95 in, in pro ball, like, it's hard to get in. So from a pure velocity standpoint and being in Florida, coming from New England, being in, like, a cold-weather area, going to Florida and having a – Dealing with that heat and the humidity in my first season was a huge adjustment combined with just the overall like daily exhaustion of catching and then facing that high velocity on a consistent basis, you know, up in the zone, really good breaking stuff. That was, that was an adjustment, but it was definitely, you know, I would definitely say that the adjustment from high school to college was a bit more fast. So like, you know, talking about now you've been in the pros for three years now, I think so. What has been the overall, like, whole experience, like, Pro Bowl? Has it lived up to your expectations? Some ways it has, and some ways it hasn't. I'm sure you've talked to other minor leaguers, and you've heard some of the, you know, the dates, the, the normal struggles in the minor leagues and in the off season, and finding the best ways to train and um, doing stuff. Because, you know, we don't get paid in the off season; We only get paid when we play. Uh, so guys are always looking for other things to do, and that's kind of part of the struggle to it. But at the same time, you know, we got a lot of long bus rides, but when you show up at the ballpark and there's fans in the stands waiting to to talk to you guys and to interact with players and to sign autographs and say hi, I mean, that's, I wouldn't trade that for anything, you know. What are your overall goals moving forward looking like? I mean, I'm hungry, man. I I, uh, I was an all-star in 2018. I was sort of coming onto the scene, and then I had a back injury in 2019, and it limited my output. And obviously, 2020, we have no season. I actually went and played out an independent ball this summer to try to get at bats and get some numbers on the board, which helped me out a lot. And this year, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just burst on. I mean, I'm going to absolutely rip this year, dude. Like, I mean, I'm 20 pounds lighter. I've got a lot of different things I want to do defensively that I've been working on that I tend to, I am about to apply in game this year from a receiving standpoint. Um, offensively, I just want to reach my fullest potential and pretty much just burst on the scene with the vengeance. And uh, hopefully you guys will be talking about me next year a good amount after uh, the 2021 season. I like the confidence. I'm very confident because I know I'm prepared. I know that I've uh, trained with the best guys. I've, I have a plan. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, everybody's excited to go down, but I have a very specific plan about how I want to execute uh, what I've worked on. So, I'm very excited to do it. So now we're going to go into some more rapid-fire type questions. You don't have to answer them in, like, rapid-fire rapid type. But we'll, So the first one is, what has been your favorite moment in your career? Oh, man. Uh, I, would say, I would say my first professional home run was pretty fun. That was a pretty cool moment. Um, and making the all-star team in 2018 in the Penn League was definitely a really great moment for me after a, a tumultuous 2017. 
What's your favorite thing to do besides baseball? Your favorite hobby? Uh, go-karting, I would say, uh, probably. I love go-karting when I have the opportunity. I used to race on a league uh, around my house, and that was fun. Um, I play a lot of Rocket League. Do you guys know Rocket League? Yeah, I play. Yeah, I, I, I just won a tournament with my buddies uh, last week, and that was pretty a big, big thing for me. So what's your favorite food? Chicken salad from a deli. What's your favorite sport besides baseball? Uh, football, not not close, not close. I, I, used to, I was a big football player, man. I could have played in college, but I uh, I just always dreamed of baseball. But, I mean, I miss football big time. Well, you said growing up you watched the Red Sox. So did you watch the Patriots a lot growing up? Yeah, of course I did. I mean, but, again, I was a fan of the league. Like, I just – I watched any NFL game and love it. And that's how it was with baseball, too. I really like to study the players and teams and um, just the rosters. And, and I used to – MVP Baseball 2005 was, like, the best game that ever came out in baseball, I think, with Manny Ramirez on the cover. Uh, and that that spurred a lot of my deep love for, like, the backside of baseball and the, the business side of it. and um, Kind of like the GM side and managing rosters and free agents and things like that. I, I just loved it all. So same goes to the NFL. I'm big into fantasy football and all that. So, so far through your, out your career, what is, who's been your favorite pitcher to catch? Uh, I've caught everybody. And, you know, pretty much everybody in the Rays staff I've caught once, at least. Uh, but, I mean, that's tough. I mean, I'm really impressed with the guy, Shane Baz. I think he's fun to catch. I don't know if you guys know who that is. With, uh, he's, in, uh, he's actually in Big League Camp right now for us. He's a fun guy. Um, Shane McClanahan is a fun guy to work with. Joe Ryan, obviously, I've caught some of those bigger guys, like, now obviously he got traded and glass now and morton and jose alvarado and diego castillo but those are guys i don't catch consistently so i wouldn't claim to i wouldn't claim those guys but um those are definitely fun and i and i've caught Corey kluber a bunch in the off season as well um he's a fun guy to catch with a backdoor two-seamer he's obviously with the yankees right now um but what's your favorite sports movie Angels in the outfield. And before oh, we ask, before we ask you our last question, I want to go back to your favorite pitchers to catch. There's a guy in the Mets named Sam McWilliams. Did you ever catch him? I, I did. I'm impressed you know who that is. I'm a big Mets fan, so I've seen him. He pitched well the other day for them in spring training. That's a really good name that you're paying attention to. He's a, he, he could have a really good year this year, and um, he does a lot of things that are impressive. I've caught him a few times, although he's older than me, and he was bouncing around from the Royals to the Rays. So, um, you know, I haven't caught him a ton, but I've caught him a few times, and uh, he is impressive. And our last question for you, what are you looking forward to do, like, once everything can go back to normal after COVID ends? <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm ready to just ball, dude. That's what I do. I play baseball, and I'm, everything's normal for me, man. I'm I'm not worried about COVID. I'm ready to go. I, I'm ready to go ball, ready to go entertain people, talk to people. And, uh, you know, I run a lot of camps in the off season. I did a good amount of that this year, and I always look forward to those. And uh, I really uh, I want to see a full, full, full sold-out crowd, man. That makes me happy. So that's actually going to wrap up our interview. So thank you so, so much for coming on. And to the listeners, please make sure to like, comment, and follow. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Peace. Later.
Thanks, Eric. Yeah, dude. Good job, guys. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm 